Let's get this bitch started. Stupid yet the rhyme's so brilliant Never could you bring the kid down, I'm too resilient And fuck them biting ass niggas who be stealing Y'all niggas copy my style like a chameleon I'm a Brazilian, that's one in a million Two high for ceilings, it's how I am feeling What the blood clot, how did all these thug rocks Have me looking dumb hot, with my eyes all bloodshot Now that's a mugshot, in the making No need for ovens when you're waking, baking No faking, I only Yo, 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 welcome back to another episode of the Hip Hop Heads Podcast HQ up in this bitch. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're back with another episode. Want to thank all the opportunity men, as always. And this week, we're going to hit y'all with a regular episode where we're going to talk about a few topics around the hip-hop industry at the moment, and we're going to go into some first listens. We're going to bring that, that segment back right now, so we're going to dive into a lot of... There's, there's, a, there's a little bit of new stuff, a little mix of... A little mixed bag of everything in there, so... You know, we hope that y'all enjoy that. You know, we're going to mix it up this time, do a little hip-hop, a little bit of R&B. And uh, yeah, man, we're going to have a good old time here, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, let's go ahead and just jump right into the mess. Of course, probably the biggest thing right now in hip hop is the fact that Donald Trump has pardoned both Lil Wayne and Kodak Black. And everybody was like, why would he do all? Why would he do them and not these people and blah, 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 blah. You know why the fuck he pardoned them? Because them niggas paid him a substantial amount of money so that they could get the fuck up out of jail. That's all it was. Well, well, look, I'm 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 a counter that. And I don't think it's money per se, more so than it is endorsement. And I feel like that's as good as money at this point, especially when when Donald Trump was facing the scrutiny that he was. And he was obviously at this point, this is before the election uh, happened. So I feel like it, it mostly was just like a, a publicity thing. And, and that's what I feel, because as much as people like to shit on Donald Trump for not actually being rich or whatever, I don't I really don't think the nigga needs money. You know what I mean, I just feel like he needed I feel like an endorsement was just as good as money at that point. I mean, only take you so far. And I will counter that. I understand what you mean, but I will counter that with Donald Trump is $400 million in debt. Talking about he owes motherfuckers $400 million and he ain't got $400 million. So he's trying to collect all the money that he can to try and pay off all of that debt. And I know Lil Wayne probably gave him over a mil. Kodak Black probably gave him close to a mil. But it's just like, if he didn't, he could have, I mean, like, okay, on the same jump, like, I don't I don't know about the dude who was the who was tied up in the whole god damn nigga's memory is terrible the uh death row records dude that oh. got released I don't know if money was exchanged for that but I mean we saw Wayne sell the masters for I don't know I don't know if it was his and young money's but definitely young money's and then Kodak Black came out straight up and we talked about this on the show Kodak came straight up and was like how much money do you need dog I give you whatever you want I need to get the fuck up out of here that's essentially what that nigga said so I know money was exchanged because there was a lot of money moves towards the time when it came towards uh getting pardons before he got up out of there all right look man since we are a public platform let's just say we are assuming and alleging at this point because we definitely don't know shit assuming and alleging but nigga some shit looks sketchy <laughs> <laughs> I just want to clear us from the papers, big dog. I just want to clear us from when, they, from when the from when the feds come. We never knew shit. Salute, my nigga. We just assuming. We just assuming. We just questioning. We don't know nothing over here. So don't know nothing. You know, nonetheless, that's a very safe assumption to make. I actually forgot all about uh, Wayne selling all of your money's uh, publishings and shit like that. So that that definitely is a, a very very it, all that shit adds up to everything to what you were saying for sure. Um, but 
Let me ask you though, right? Mm-hmm. How, how do you feel about you know? Because you kind of brought it up at, at the beginning, but how, how do you feel about them getting pardoned? And do you feel like this is? But how do you feel? How do you feel? And how do you think people should feel about this? Like, do you think this is a a win? Like, you, like regardless, like forget about being a fan of either Wayne or Kodak. Like, mm-hmm. as a black man or as a person of color, do you feel like this is detrimental to? As a whole, in regards to you know everything that's been going on right now with you know racist uh, tensions going on and shit like that. Well, I can't really say anything about racist tensions because I mean Donald Trump did pardon and get two black men released from prison, so I can't call him racist on that. But I will say moneyist maybe is the term i should be using because it just lets you know that as long as you have enough money if you know somebody in the right selection in the right area you can probably get away with anything i mean we've already seen that rich people get away with hell a lot of shit and it's just like all right you know this is the second time wayne would have gone to jail i mean like federal gun charges he was going away and he like got a light sentence the first time for what for what most people would have gotten for what his case was the first time but like a second time he was going to serve and he was at this point he's just like you know what like i mean essentially like he's a godfather of rap he's not trying to sense uh put spend his time in jail so of course he's going to spend whatever he's got to do to keep his ass the fuck up out of jail kodak been in jail for almost a year now a year and a half some shit like that and he's getting treated like shit and like he's trying to get back on his career uh just uh, but kodak kodak is the problem because i believe that kodak ass need to be in jail kodak ass need to sit for a little while and think about what the fuck is going on with him i don't want to say he need to be there for like five or ten years but like two, maybe three years, calm his ass the fuck down, get him some Gucci therapy, <laughs> and then come back out yeah. into the world and let's see where the fuck Kodak is at at, at that point. Yeah, and honestly, you know, as a as a, I'm a fan of both, obviously, and um, you know, Kodak being a younger guy, you know, this is this is I, you know, pretty much I agree with everything that you were just saying that essentially he's never gonna, he's not really gonna learn if they keep, you know, letting him out and not having him do his time, you know, because mm-hmm. I, I want to say he's gotten lucky the last few times uh, that he's gotten charged with a couple of things. I, there was a couple crazy allegations that were going on that I'm not even sure what the outcome of was, but the point is he's not in jail because of it. I don't think mm-hmm. so. He's definitely gotten lucky. And we you know with things like this, you know, you, you can only assume that he just hasn't learned it. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of sad because it's like, okay, you know, I've I've had to go to court before. I and the first time was enough for me, nigga. I don't want to ever go fuck back to court. So, but I mean, I yeah. guess that is different when you when you a certain type of nigga. No, yeah. So, but also, you know, I was also thinking. I don't know if you saw, but uh, another guy with money that, which is why I'm kind of thinking. I still believe that the part, the main part that Trump wanted was the the backing by these big celebrity black dudes was because my man Joe Exotic. Who also, you can't deny that that man has money because of the amount of money that uh, Tiger King has made and the use of his likeness and all that kind of good uh-huh. shit. That's another guy with money. Now, let's talk about that for a second. Let's do this it. Man, this man or his team, I guess, rented a whole limousine pickup truck. Uh-huh. It doesn't get no more redneck than that. I'm sorry. Yeah. A limousine pickup truck that was long as hell to go wait outside of the fucking jailhouse that he was... Uh, I, guess, I was about to say station there, like the niggas in the fucking. <laughs> but he's fucking. Well, he's in Denver, man. And they went up there and they was waiting because they fully expected that Donald Trump was going to pardon him. Now, at this point, I, that's why I'm saying that I feel like he. Well, and even then, I, I'm not even sure what he gained. I guess 
because he had already lost the election. Uh-huh. But I still feel like, to some degree, he wanted to fit in good, for lack of a better term, with the urban youth, black culture, who essentially are the the forerunners of, of America, in my opinion. You know, like, I really do feel like, to a certain degree, like, youth colored people are kind of what's kind of moving things right now. You know, you see a lot of, you know, like, AOC and a couple other young people that are making moves, even in government. So I feel like he kind of wanted to fit and go with that because I feel like if it was specifically for money, I feel like um, I feel like Tiger King would definitely be out because I know that man would probably pay every bit of what Netflix paid him to get out of fucking jail because I think he's facing like a, I don't know if he's facing a life sentence, but he's in there for a long time. He's in there for a long time because it's a fucking um, uh, plotting for murder or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. So, but all in all, you know, with the whole Kodak and Lil Wayne situation. You know, I was thinking this. I was, as soon as I seen the Kodak thing, maybe Wayne, not so much. Maybe, hopefully, at this point, Wayne will just start moving smarter, fucking security with him instead of having to fucking carry a gun on a plane. You know what I mean? And all kinds of drugs, I think, that they found on them. Uh-huh. So it, it's, I don't know, man. It, it, it kind of, it, it's curious and daunting as to why celebrity guys who, Lil Wayne, like you said, is the, is, Essentially, the godfather of fucking rap at this point. Like, he, a lot of these young niggas out here are babies of Wayne. Uh-huh. You know, and you know he got Drake under his wing. He got Nicki Minaj under his wing. Two of the biggest artists in the last ten years, like undeniably so. And you know, it, you're, you're still having to move this kind of way now. Obviously, I'm not a street dude. I'm not involved in street business. Never have been. So I don't know if you're a street dude, if this is how you have to move regardless. Because that's another thing, too. Like, a lot of dudes, you know, it's not a good look if you're a street dude and and you roll around with, like, actual security and shit like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. It's just something to think about. Like, is is this something that's avoidable? Because, you know, a lot of these guys, they say, yo, I'd rather carry them myself because at least I know that if shit hits the fan... I'll be able to react how I'm supposed to react as opposed to this stranger who I'm paying and is only doing a job because I'm paying him and not because he cares about me. Uh-huh. I don't know what he's going to do if a motherfucker comes up with a gun in my head. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. But I mean, either so, there's, a, there's a lot of ways to look at it. And like, like you said, I didn't even think about the clout thing when going into it. I just figured that these niggas have money. Trump needs money. Right. Pay me X amount. And I got you. <laughs> I'll tell you this, though. It definitely has to do with the status because... You know, he could have easily used those pardons for people who aren't fucking multi-millionaire repeat offenders, such as Kodak Black and Lil Wayne. Yeah. There's a ridiculous amount of... Me and you have both heard a ridiculous amount of stories of black men who are in jail for fucking... For weed charges, you know? Weed charges that... Like a gram of weed, yeah. Yeah, like weed uh, trafficking charges that nowadays niggas who got beards bigger than mine at this point is motherfucking out here doing legally mm-hmm. and they're fucking with it. Exactly. So, you know what I mean? Like, I would have preferred much so, much more so for those guys to get pardoned because those are the people who, like, Kodak Black, I don't care what you say. Like, he might be in jail, he might be all of that, but the motherfucker's still rich. True. He's still making money. His music is still out here moving. And even when he gets, when he gets out, which he did, people are going to be moving, which that reminds me. Let's add to the list um, of, the, of the songs. The new Kodak Black song. He released the first day out song. Okay. But um, but yeah, man, ultimately it was disappointing, but it wasn't surprising because this is, of course, Donald Trump. Of course, of course. We expected these types of things from him either way. But then again, I kind of, ex- 
I mean, I really wasn't expecting him to pardon both of them. Like maybe Lil Wayne over Kodak Black, but he actually took the picture with him. I don't know if you remember that. Kodak? No, Lil Wayne. Oh yeah, no, I remember that shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like he actually took the picture with him. So like going to what you were saying that you were expecting Lil Wayne because you know he was actually in a picture with him and he actually essentially was fucking giving him the thumbs up like vote for this guy. Yeah. But Kodak, he kind of just voiced his, his his voice on the internet and you know wrote him a. a petition or a letter to get pardoned like it wasn't like trump didn't really gain too much on the backing like he did from Lil wayne you know because Lil wayne was in the globe in the in the oval office with him and yeah you know what i mean so he actually at least gained that which you know but i don't know i'm really not sure why he pardoned him and like i said in the end it could have just been the money <laughs> no no doubt no doubt all right now um this John you showed me definitely makes you think about a couple of different things. So what I'm talking about is a clip recently of Rick Ross. And apparently, because we was talking, of course, y'all, y'all know, we always talk about, we talked about before the show. Before the show, we was talking about this clip because I hadn't seen it yet. And it's Rick Ross on some show that neither one of us knew that this nigga even had on TV. And mm-hmm. apparently he's trying to find, quote, the first lady yeah. of MMG, unquote. MMG. And he had a couple of girls singing and they both used the same beat for whatever song it was that they wrote for whatever challenge it was. It didn't go that deep. But either way, the one John who looked like an Instagram model, I'm talking about the tight dress, the titties is out, the ass is on plat cow. She looked like she's yeah. half Asian and half black. You know, the hair is yeah. laid. She sang the song. And while she sang the song, it definitely sounded like something that Rick Ross would have used on a song with, with that sounding of a voice. But it wasn't an overall great voice. She was having trouble staying yeah. on pitch and all that other shit. Right, staying so, on pitch, staying on rhythm, staying on beat. Like, it, look, let, let's be real. It was a very mediocre showing yeah. by a very non-mediocre looking girl. Let's just say that. Very true. Very true. It's like, honestly, she like Kim Kardashian. It's like a beautiful girl who woke up the next day and was like, "I might be able to make some some money because I can carry a tune only so far." <laughs> yeah, and, and and that's that's really uh, pushing it by even saying that much, but. Facts. Exactly. And now, so this, uh, apparently, like I said, two girls were using the same beat. The other girl, now it's like I said, this John is light skin, placal, placal, Instagram model, blah, blah. This John is a skinny, dark skinned girl, good shape, but not overly excessive in either category on the front end or the back end. Um, but very mm-hmm. pretty, just had the normal twist braids in her hair. She got on that joint and she sang the shit out of that beat. And yeah. everybody was like, nah, you did a great job. You did a great job. And Rick Ross was like, yeah, you did a really good job, but you got a specific voice. And basically, this your voice is not really made for this song or whatever, whatever he was trying to say and said that the other Joan did a way better job than the Joan that could actually sing and carry a yeah. tune did. And we're both sitting there looking at each other like, yo, what the fuck? Like, this is yeah. just, it don't make no sense. But apparently, you put the cap on it by saying, Rick Ross said, Rick Ross you know, obviously, all of this is trending right now as we speak. Twitter, all that good stuff. Yo. And when this clip of the show uh, released, now, obviously, you already know when you're going viral for something bad, they're going to pull up even more bad shit than you said in the past. So they dug deep in the crates and went back to, I'm not sure what year, but within the last 10 years, Rick Ross had an interview on the show that I'm not sure which one it was, but he essentially, they asked him, why doesn't he have a female member of MMG? And his answer to that was, I don't know if I could sign a female artist because if I would, I would probably have to fuck them. Now, 
obviously, you know, the fact that he wasn't canceled or whatever, or at least giving shit about that, tells you that this was a good minute ago, maybe before the whole cancel culture movement or the whatever. Jump, yep. Because you can meet tools and all that good stuff, but you know if that shit would have happened now, it would, man, I'm not saying he would get canceled or whatever, but he would at least catch a good amount of slack for, you know, for saying something like that. And honestly, rightfully so. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like, especially at that point, that was before Cardi and Meg and a lot of the popping female MCs that have came along in the last couple of years. That was before all of them came along. So that was in a time where, you know, the industry was in dire need for female MCs. You know, everybody was saying, oh, it's only Nicki. It's only Nick." And for the longest time, it was. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and with, with guys like Rick Ross, who's such a big name artist, to come out and say something like that, I feel like it just further pushed away these female MCs to put themselves in this position to get recognized by a Rick Ross or uh, a Wale or a Meek Mill or, you know, guys like that. So I, I don't know. It was definitely irresponsible at the least to say at this point. No, it is. And again, but, it's not the only thing that he's gotten caught up in. But go ahead. Finish your thought. Well, yeah. And then obviously they brought up the whole You Ain't Even Know It remix, which I, I don't know if you remember it, that host. That's where I was headed. Fucking mess. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. uh, we're not even going to say what he said. Y'all already know if y'all don't go listen to it. Basically. But essentially, you know, we were, we were just talking about how, like, it, it is just because if, if you look at the tweet uh, that I sent you, the caption is a, a mixture of this is what the music industry is nowadays, pretty much is what it was saying. Mm-hmm. And it's true. It's true. You know, a lot of times people with talent uh, don't get recognized because their image isn't, I guess, as marketable, I guess, if you want to call it that. Yeah. But what do you think, right? Like, as, as somebody who, let's say you were to be running a record label and you're in that same position... Because, you know, because at first I was thinking, I was like, yeah, that's, that's fucked up and this and the third. But if, if you think about it from a business perspective in the age that we're in in hip hop and just, I guess, society as a whole, you kind of have to take into consideration the artist's image. W- would you agree with that? Yeah, you kind of do. But I mean, also this, like, the, the whole thing is just, it's like a lesson in basic self-control, honestly. It's just like... There's women all over this world. Women outnumber men like two to one or some shit. Like, like yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> and like, no matter what business that you're in, whether it's music, construction, finance, whatever, whatever, there's going to be females around you that work under you if you run the shit or if you like own the company or whatever. So this is just like, this nigga basically just said, no matter where I am in the world and what kind of business I owe, I can't hire a woman to basically work up under me for any reason because I'm going to feel like I'm going to want to fuck her. And I'm only going to hire women that I would want to fuck. So to be fair, that was that was the old interview. True. So I feel like we can't hold him too much to that because I don't want to be the one who brings up old shit when we're talking about this. But again, to just just to talk about, I guess, the current what he's going on now. Do you feel like it's fair for him to make that assessment? Like, like completely strip, strip the the, the fucked up shit that he said. Try, uh, you know, put that to the side. Yeah. If somebody else were to say that, do you feel like it's at least fair for him to, you know, consider the the, the lady's image as as sex or as sexist as it might be? I guess. I mean, I guess if that's really all you're trying to sell, and I guess if you think about it, Rick Ross's music is about 
sexy women, drugs, money. So, yeah, I guess so. Because if you're going to use a woman that has at least some kind of voice that can carry a, a, a something on a, on a song, like, you know, uh, a chorus on a song, if you're going to have her in the video, you want her to look nice, I guess. I mean, that's, that's the aesthetic right there. But at the same time, like, I, I mean... If, if you're if you're more willing to go out there like the one chick did the first jump did and go out there with the fucking stiletto heels and the dress that you can see your heart beating in and um all that you know all that other stuff then like that's the image that you're choosing to put out there if if you're hiring and that's the image you're looking for i understand him hiring it i'm not saying it's right because you know at this point i guess it's image plus talent but at the end of the get at the end of the day it's supposed to be about talent you know yeah. what I'm saying? So like, it's kind of a it's it's like walk. It's it's a hard line to walk. You know what I'm saying? Because you understand it from one aspect, but for the actual performance aspect, no. you're like, what are you doing? You want the best talent available, but for sure, 100. percent And you know, because there's there's a whole lot of female MCs out there. I don't know if you know who Kamaya is. Yeah. You know she's super dope. There's a I think this girl named Chica. Mm-hmm. She's super dope. Yep. Both actually make really dope rap music. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And while they have their own success in their own right, there's, it's undeniable that they're not on the Meg level, they're not on a Cardi B level, they're not on a Nicki Minaj level. And again, if you look at historically in hip hop, there's been very few female MCs that haven't, you know, pushed the boundaries of sexy and things like that 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 make it to that level. Uh, with the exception of uh, Young MA, and that's just because she's a fucking spitter. Like she can actually rap her fucking ass off. Exactly. So and, and so she kind of had to take a different route. You know what I mean? But if you look at right now, like the girls who are popping right now, like super popping, Sweetie, uh, Quavo's girl, uh-huh. she's bad as fuck. Yeah, she's she super fucking bad. And she's super flexible doing a little cup challenge. We're going to get to that later. <laughs> uh, obviously, y'all already know Meg Thee Stallion. You uh-huh. know what she's doing. You know how she looks. You got uh, Cardi B. Uh-huh. Same look, same all that, Nikki. You know, so so you guys see the pattern of girls who make it to that level. Now, Rick Ross obviously doesn't want to get a dud, you know, in a sense of success-wise. Um, so I, I just, I don't know, man. I, again, I, I do feel like they probably should have left that part out of the show just because it's, it, it leaves it open for interpretation. You know what I mean? And and it, it leaves it open for interpretation for a lot of people who aren't business-minded or music-minded, and they're going to make these statements like, yo, this nigga is doing this, is doing that. When in reality, it could just be a business decision. True. Very true. But I mean, either way, he's going to catch the heat because you're going you're gonna to piss off somebody no matter what you do. Yeah, that, no, that's facts. And that's, that's usually facts. just kind of how I feel like that's just how life goes these days. It's like no matter which decision you make, you make the one that's best for you because it's gonna piss off somebody. So, oh yeah, yeah no, no, one hundred. No, that, that's honestly one of the things that you learn, I guess, as you mature and get older. That if you like, if you really try to please everybody that's in your circumference or even that I guess in your life or whatever. You're just gonna be a miserable ass person that doesn't even do half of it. So exactly, you know I mean? and then beat so. yourself up for not doing that half. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly, exactly. All right, well, uh, I hope, I hope. Uh, I mean, this is not gonna damage Ross. Like this, this is not gonna nah. do. No one's canceling Ross. Let's, let's be real, man. You get canceled on Monday by Friday. You drop an album that done is platinum. I promise you. Okay, because of the the fast food. Uh, 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 retention that we all have at this point. Yeah, you know, where we retain shit for a couple of days and then a country explodes in the Middle East or <laughs> fucking 
you know, some wild shit happens in fucking America. We got a new strain of COVID-19. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's always something that's going to keep us away from these things, you know, at least for the long run. Mm-hmm. So before we before we get into this whole thing with with Soldier Boy, because I definitely want to hear what you have to say about that, I just yeah. want to read you this 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 uh this um article that I saw or the, the title of the article I saw. It says R. Kelly dragged by prison jumpsuit after his name is floated for pretend versus battle. I'm not even really sure what the fuck that means. Essentially, <laughs> essentially they they yoked his ass up in prison. Because there was a apparently there was a rumor going around that R. Kelly was going to do a versus battle, and I guess these niggas said not in my jail. <laughs> like, hold on, a versus battle like in jail? I guess so, because that's the only place that nigga can broadcast from, <laughs> <laughs> and he can't even broadcast. <laughs> Fuck no. But Whoa, I just on. thought it was hilarious that the, that the inmates were like, "Nah, nigga, don't even think that you're gonna get. Don't even like. Don't even get it in your mind that it could happen. We just." <laughs> Nah, it's just funny to me that that's not even the first time that he's allegedly gotten his ass whooped in jail uh, because of this right now. Exactly. Uh, so it's just it's just all bad for R. Kelly, and honestly, at this point, rightfully so, probably. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, I I just I don't know, man. It's 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 fucking crazy, dog. And fucking I, I know this is probably news that most of our listeners will probably have never heard because I don't know how much USA ratchet news that y'all get. But that's this is me being petty, just talking about R. Kelly still getting his ass whooped in jail. That's that's this oh, yeah. is my this is my petty of the week. <laughs> which 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 I fucking even forgot. So I'm like, <laughs> don't worry, I forgot it too. I just thought of it right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, nah, facts, facts. Well, I guess real quick, just to slide this in, this is complete winging it right here. But did you also see about uh six nines security guard beating up? somebody in florida for calling him a rat i don't know if you've seen that no hold on so is he getting is he getting charged (laughs) don't catch charges for this nigga (laughs) he was catching charges they were gonna press charges on him but then they looked at the fucking video that somebody recorded and it's evident that the guy approached six nine and i guess obviously if you're in florida you could pretty much do whatever you could kill a nigga if he approaches you in some kind of way yeah that's a standard room and I'm not even exaggerating for those that are, that are outside of the country. Yeah. Believe me what I said is, if you want to kill somebody, go to Florida, antagonize them so you can legally shoot them. Yes, that is the law in fucking Florida. Yeah. Actually, in many states across the U.S., uh, well, the, yeah. south, the, south, the southern United States have these things called stand your ground laws, which essentially is if you feel attacked or threatened in any way and you are carrying, uh, you have a, you're able to carry uh, a weapon with you, you're able to pull that out and shoot them in defense of yourself and claim I was standing my ground. But most, most people, like, like my man said, abuse the shit out of it because they will antagonize the fuck out of somebody. And when that person goes to retaliate, then the other person pulls out the gun and shoots them. So. I.e. George Zimmerman. Go kill that nigga. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't, and the stand your ground doesn't work for color people because there was a black woman who was getting beaten by her husband and she shot him to save her life and she still ended up in jail. So. Yeah, yeah. So for those of y'all that aren't in the U.S., all these laws and regulations and things like that, yeah, for white people, not, not for black people or color people. For los gringos solito. Solitos. But anywho, <laughs> let's go on to my man Soldier Boy, man. Yes. Now, oh, Soldier oh. Boy, go ahead, go ahead. You want to say it? Yeah, yeah. So, I actually didn't even know about this until my match, uh, Cooper, got me hit to this. Essentially, he is getting raped. Uh, he is getting accused of uh, 
sexual assault, rape. <laughs> 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 ah, he can't rape, y'all. <laughs> Alright, let's get it together. Y'all. Yes. Your boy Soldier Boy is out here uh, getting accused. Let's just make that perfectly clear. He's getting accused mm-hmm. of rape, kidnap, and battery. Is that is that correct? Yeah, pretty much. Uh hold on. Let me let me let me uh add it up. The the article says, or no, the just the title. Uh his former female assistant accuses him of sexual assault, holding her hostage in, in a lawsuit. And according to what she said, she said he there was instances of physical violence, kicking, throwing and punching and body slamming, uh, sexual assaults, spitting on her body and threats of physical violence and death, according to her court documents. Now, let me just say this. Mm-hmm. Just from the jump, it's not going to look good for Soldier Boy for a couple of reasons. Hmm. Now, for those of y'all that remember, what is it, like two, maybe three years ago, Soldier Boy was very popping on Instagram. And I don't know if you remember that a couple years ago. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Have those sporadic moments of rage on IG Live and shit like that. All of this is documented. All of this is on YouTube. All of this is assess- accessible by all kinds of, you know, law enforcement and all that, all that shit. So immediately by the from the jump, he's gonna look like a crazy ass motherfucker who's wilding. He had fucking guns in all his videos and shit like that. Yep. So and and, and even the inter, even the shit that he's known for, it's for him spazzing out. Over the last four or five years, Soldier Boy has only been relevant for spazzing out during interviews. Let's just keep it a hundred. It hasn't been nothing to do with music. Nothing to do with music at all. Period. So it's just, and again, I'm not saying that he did it or he didn't, but I'm just saying it's not going to look good for him, you know, and and hopefully if he is innocent, that he's able to get past this because, you know, a lot of times, you know, it says it's his assistant, you know, it could have been a dispute, it could have been some shit like that, and maybe she was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm about to, you know, do this, that, and the third. Now, we obviously don't know, but... I don't know, man. It's it's a crazy it's a crazy situation overall, man. It really is, and it seems to be a little bit messier because, like, okay, personal assistant, like you know, they do do a lot of things for for a person, but I don't know personal assistants to be cooking and doing your laundry. Like that just seems like you know stuff that's kind of out of a personal assistant stuff like when i think of personal assistant of all the things that i've seen like the person does work for you they might run some errands in in accordance to that job business not talking errands. About, yeah like business errands like you know setting up stuff scheduling stuff like as, as far as i know that's what a uh, an assistant does i don't know right. too many assistants that be out here washing niggas drawers and and you know scrubbing they sink and shit you know what i'm saying that just that don't make sense to me but no, no, i really don't Niggas be on some different shit a lot of the time, and I don't know. Maybe it's just some new nigga shit. But yeah, now he's in for. If any of this is true, I is is not is not good for him, especially especially yeah, right now. No, absolutely not, especially uh, in the age where we're living. You know, and, and that's that's like such a a hard thing. You know, when people get accused and aren't actually guilty of it, because a lot of times this kind of shit follows you just off of the accusation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And um, especially a, a sexual assault allegation is something that is very hard to shake off if you're innocent. You know? Exactly. So, and I know we've discussed this on the show before because it's oh, happened yeah. multiple times. In, in hip-hop, absolutely. Okay. For sure. So let's take a quick left, which I actually, again, forgot to bring this up. But I don't know if you've seen that there was an article that came out maybe a couple of days ago. 
that was saying that Meg Thee Stallion dropped the charges on Tory Lanez. Now, let me just say this. Shock. It came out that that was fake. That that was fake. Okay, okay, okay. But, but when, because you already know how social media is, though. Like, when they see something and, they, and it's something that benefits what they feel and believe, they're going to post it and they're going to run with it and everybody's going to say, I knew that bitch was lying. I mm-hmm. knew my nigga's story and that's Y and Z. And that just made me realize, dog, that right now, Meg is the bad guy, even though she's accusing Tory Lanez of shooting her. Mm-hmm. And by bad guy, I mean the bad guy in the eyes of the public. Because there were dog. When I tell you, I seen men, women, all kinds of people that were that were pretty much saying, "No, fuck that bitch." You know, she was lying to my Tory. Da da da. You know what I mean? So it's just kind of it's it's kind of weird, dog. Like, it's kind of crazy that you know at first everybody was kind of trying to back up in the situation, and now it's, it's I don't know. But but like I said, it came out that that was fake. It was bullshit. Tory Lanez's manager or his assistant or whoever came out. And spoken was like, yo, that's not true. He has a court hearing in February, and this is very much so still an active case. So, yeah, you know, I'm not sure if that publication can get fined, sued. Probably so. So, probably for know. libel or some shit like that. I mean, I don't oh, know. Yeah. This they can they can get him on something. Yeah. So you know, it was just it was just an interesting moment uh, in this week, and I feel like um, it just I don't know, man. You know, it, it just reminded me about that whole situation because for the longest time. I completely forgot about it because, yeah. you know, with everything that's going on now, it's like if it doesn't happen that very same day, it's like, oh, did that happen like a year ago? Or yeah, that? exactly. All right. Well, let's go ahead and go into our next segment for the day, which is first listens. I know it's been a while since we dropped some first listens on you guys, but we've got a nice little list of songs that we're going to try and get through here this evening. And which yeah. one would you like to start with first, sir? Let's go ahead and go with the first one I sent you, which is Sunshine by my man Crack, Joey Crack, featuring DJ Khaled. All right. Ready whenever you are, sir. All right. Ready? Let's go. Let's go. A few minutes later. Now, let me just say, this nigga had the absolute nerve to sample one of my favorite songs of all time. <laughs> What song was that? It was um, it's uh, never too much by um, was that, Luther Vandross. Yeah, that was the sample. Mm-hmm. Yep. Here, in fact, I'll show you what the the original sound like. Hold on. Hey yo, did that? Did that girl, whoever was singing, did she not sound one thousand percent of the other? Yes. But saying snap was a very loose term when he said it because it, it looked like he just put drums over it, really. Pretty much. That's pretty much what it is. It's exactly the same. You're right. So, but no. I thought the joint was actually pretty dope. Like I said, you know, Crack comes out with something every few years that hits real hard. And it's like, he'll put out an album, but there's only like one banger on that joint. That's going to be the banger for the joint. Like, he puts that one energy into the song. But I'm just like, I fucked with it. I like it. I mean, I've I've always liked Fat Joe as a rapper. Uh, Not so much more recently than versus back in the 90s. But this song, I mean, like I said, one of my favorite songs of all time. He sampled on the beat. Uh, so that was that was a plus for me off the t- off the jump, and it was an energetic song. The lyrics were pretty good. Like I have a problem with it. I fuck with it. Yeah, no, I, I felt the same way. I, I thought it was dope. I thought you know I, I really liked the beat as as I guess un 
creative as it was because I feel like all they really did was put a, a, a drum over it, a sample. But nonetheless, I think Fat Joe did a good job with it. Now again, for those of y'all that couldn't hear me or that didn't hear me earlier, that sounded a lot like Rihanna. I don't know if it was or what. Yeah, you right, you right, you right. Because I was trying to figure out who that sounded like in my head. It sounded exactly like Rihanna, mm -hmm. like one thousand percent like Rihanna. And I'm like, and I looked, and, and it, uh, I don't know if the girl singing is the other amorphous or, or Morpheus, or I'm not sure if that's if I'm pronouncing it right. Mm -hmm. But I don't see Rihanna's name on here, so it's it's kind of weird because, like I said, that sounded exactly like Rihanna. It could have just been like you know they they did back in the day they used to just find a random girl who could kind of sound like somebody famous and then just have her sing it on there but not give her any credit on the joint or even just put a random joint on there. Yeah, uh, that's very likely. That is very likely. So yeah, no, I mean overall though I thought it was a dope song. The only thing I will say is I feel like this is more of a song that should get released in the summertime, especially right now when hopefully you know we'll be able to have an outside this summer you know hopefully with coronavirus how it's going you know we'll, we'll hopefully get a downward shift of shit and, and get back outside and, and, and be able to listen to this kind of music in clubs and parties and cookouts exactly i was i was just about to say the original uh never too much that would that's what we used to call barbecue music when we was kids because we would always hear that in the summertime with the barbecues or at the pool i mean at the pools or at, the, at the beach and shit like that's summertime sounding music you right so that's what i'm saying like you know what i mean it definitely got that vibe that chill you almost feel like you gotta be drinking something fruity you know what i mean mm -hmm. And, and, and you almost feel like you need some sunglasses on. Exactly. Now, the only thing I was kind of upset was is that it is legit short. It's only like two and a half minutes. Yeah. Look, I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, nowadays, I feel like with how fast food everything is, as I said earlier, I feel like this is kind of the norm in a sense. Now, it's kind of weird coming from a, a fat joke for sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, sir, which one do you wanna? Uh, which song do you wanna go to next? Let's fuck it. Let's just go down the list. Um, Bad Boy uh, by Juice World and Young Thug. Okay. Completely different from uh, Fat Joe, I guess, in a sense. But yeah. you know, that's what we're here to do on, on, on hip-hop heads, you know? Exactly. Cover all sides of hip-hop. And you know that's what we're going to bring to y'all. All sides of hip-hop. Yes, sir. So here we are. All right. I'm ready whenever you are. Let's do it. Bet. A few minutes later. Wolf call. No bull. But uh, so, so what do you think about that, Joe? I actually have I've actually heard that song before. <laughs> oh yeah, I just did not know what yeah. it was called because um, my roommate plays a lot of shit. Like he's very much into into all the new artists that are coming out, especially local artists around the DMV, which is uh, oh, okay. actually something I wanted to talk to you about. I want to have him on the show to talk about some like artists who he thinks are going to be the next biggest ones and then ones that are out out of the oh, area. Yeah. Um, but he showed me this song last week, like last weekend, I think it was. Yeah, I think it did come out last week. I, I this this is my first time hearing it though. But yeah, you're right. It did come out last. I think it came out with like a music video. I want to say. I think it had a music video, but I mean, I really liked the song. I remembered the beat first off. Yeah, because I was I'm not gonna lie, I was drunk when I heard this song, but. <laughs> Listening to it now, I like it. And I'm not really a big fan of Young Thug and his delivery, but his delivery on this joint was actually really dope. And I could understand the words that that nigga was saying. Facts. Nah, facts. I, I, mean, I felt the same way. I, I thought this joint was pretty dope, too. The only thing I will say now, I could be, let me just say I could be 100% wrong when I say this, but I just feel like Juice World's verse now, obviously, I know he passed away, so he's no longer here to actually record this song. Yeah. It sounds 
like they just got a bunch of different shit and pasted it together for his verse. Like his hook was dope. I really liked his, his hook. It was super dope. But his his verse, it kind of sounded like they got different shit random. Because, you know, essentially that's what they do, especially with rappers when they passed away, is that they get a bunch of unfinished shit from one shit, mm-hmm. combine it with some other shit, and find a way, slow it down or speed it up a little bit, the, the BPMs. And, you know, just match it up with, with the beat that they choose, essentially, is what they end up doing. And if they do it well, like, for example, with Changes and Tupac back in the day, it sounds like fucking Tupac actually recorded that song. You know what I mean? Yeah. And 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 to be completely honest, I could be wrong, but to me, his verse sounds like it's just very evident. And I'm not even a super huge Juice World fan in the sense of me actually listening to all his shit, but I feel like I've listened to him enough to know that that just kind of sounds like copy paste, copy paste, copy paste, sync. You know what I mean? Okay. But again, I could be wrong, and and maybe I am, but I don't know. That's just my opinion. But overall, I thought the song was pretty dope. I I really liked uh, the hook and uh, Thug's part too. Okay. All right. Nice. So the next joint we're gonna check out is gonna be from Lil Durk's new album, The Voice. Uh, it's going to be called Still Trapping featuring King Vaughn. I know it's kind of a hot joint right now, and I've heard this joint before, but I really want to know what you think about it. Yeah, I am about to say, I actually have not heard this song. I know y'all going to shit on me. It's a super hot song. R.P. King Vaughn. Mm-hmm. You already know. But, uh, yeah, let's, let's go ahead and jump into it. All right. Give, hold on. Let me, let me set my damn self up. I'm sitting here too busy goddamn talking. I ain't doing my own goddamn <laughs> shit. All right. I'm ready. Let's do it. Let's do it. A few minutes later. So what'd you think, sir? I bet. Yo, so I actually had, well, I, I had heard the um the hook. You know, I guess it's, it's a very popular song. Oh, yeah, it's on Instagram. Niggas have been using it. On, it's on Instagram. Niggas have been using it for memes and for, for the stories and shit like that. People posting it and shit like that. So, um, but nah, this joint was fucking fire, dog. I'm going to be real with you, right? I haven't, I've, I've heard a couple King Von songs. And, and again, I, I'll admit. It was after he passed away. I'm not going to pretend to act like I, I listened to him. Same. But he, he was he was really dope, dog. He was really dope. And to be honest, I think he was one of the better rappers. One of the better rappers out of Chicago. Like, to me, I would put his rapping ability up there with Polo G. Okay. Polo G. Because Polo G, to me, as much as I love Chief Keith and, you know, R.P. Fredo and, and, you know, all the Chicago guys from, you know, 300 and all the autumn people... I feel like the music is very energy based and not so much lyrically based. But I do feel like guys like Polo G, you know, King Von when he was still alive, uh, was kind of still bringing that lyrical ability. And I think I think it's hurting the song. I think he did a really good job on first of all the hook was very I guess contagious to sing along to. You know what I mean? It definitely is a catchy hook, and the verse was dope too. So yeah, this this is, this is really dope, man. Definitely. <clears throat> yeah, like I said, I I thought this thing this joint was really dope. I didn't expect me to like this type of shit. Uh, at all because of just how I am I'm not a big fan of people when they rap like this for long periods of time but with this yeah. joint it works because of the simplicity of the of the jump and they do switch up the lyrics like the lyrical flow while they're doing mm-hmm. it but they end up going back towards that cadence towards yeah. the end of the verse it's like it's a it's a perfect marriage of it for ha- for do per- for performing it that way plus again the beat is just so fucking simple it's almost like an old school hip hop just like the boom boom ksh- Boom, boom, like it's essentially that but like for the new school it's just simple and you get the lyric the yeah. lyrical content over the, the music which is dope for me so you know i'm, no, I'm always like i agree now nah, i'm i'm 100 with that uh, to be honest this is my favorite john i've heard so far for sure there you go 
let's go on to the next one. And I'm actually very curious about this one. Uh, so for those of y'all, I'm sure y'all know Roddy Rebel got out a couple weeks ago from jail. And uh, I'm, I, I, this is the first song that I've heard from him. I don't know if he's released other music since he's been out. Mm-hmm. But uh, this is the first thing that I've actually seen from him. And it's a song with Funkmaster Flex uh, called Reroute. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm very interested to see how this is going to be. I, I really like the Roddy Rebel before he went to jail. So, yeah, definitely uh, let's, let's go into it. All right. Let's check this, Joan, out. I'm ready whenever you are. A few minutes later. Alright, so what do you think, bro? I actually thought that was pretty dope. <clears throat> Excuse me. I've I've actually never heard Rowdy Rebel rap before. So this is all completely new to me. The energy on that joint was like on a thousand. Like I I fuck yeah. with it. And, and, and honestly, I, I feel like um you know if you, if you go back and listen to all the GS9 or Rowdy Rebel, uh Bobby Schmurder shit before they went. Uh, before they got locked up and went to jail. Mm-hmm. If you listen to some of the older shit, like Computers, I would suggest if you've never heard that song, listen to Computers. Okay. I would 100% say that. that that's that's kind of like, I feel their whole thing. Bobby Shmurda and, and their whole crew is, is just energy. That New York energy, that's that's pretty much what it, what is popping right now. Pretty much all the young guys is popping from, from, from New York right now. I feel like that's where it started, <clears throat> in my opinion, uh, five, six years ago, whenever that was. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I agree 100%. I think this joint is dope. Again, another short song. For some reason, a lot of the songs we picked today are very short. Oh, but, no. Uh, but, yeah, but what, what I was curious about was where Funk Flex was at. I don't know why his name was on here. I didn't hear well, it Funk, Funk Flex is the one, like, DJ Khaled what, back in the day, where I don't know if he produced all of the tracks on the joint, but he definitely put the whole thing together and then put his name um, on it and, you know, probably yelled yell yell for that joint. Don't you feel like it's kind of weird to put your name on the... On the actual like track list, like it's one thing to put your name on the actual you know title of the album or whatever, but to put your name like Rowdy Rebel and oh, it's kind of it's kind of a self-aggrandizing thing for me, but whatever. I mean, it's the same thing with DJ Khaled, except for the fact that he does talk on the album. <laughs> he does talk on the track. He's he's just talking about <laughs> we the best or whatever the current slogan for this for the album is. So. Or still in the meeting. There you go. Still. <laughs> still. That shit had me dying, bro. They don't want you to be great. <laughs> this man. Exactly. All right. Why don't we try next up the Rico Nasty song, Don't uh, Don't Like Me, featuring Gucci Man and Don Tolliver. All right. Whenever you're ready, sir. All right, bet. I'm ready. Bet. A few minutes later. What'd you think of that one? That one was dope. Uh, um, I think Rico Nasty is really dope. Um, you know, first of all, shout out to Rico Nasty. Being from the area, being from the DMV area. Gang, gang. Definitely got a big dub stat. And I think the song was dope. You know what I mean? Um, a lot of people, and, and it's true. You know, she's funny because the song is called These Bridges Don't Like Me. But I feel like she gets a lot of hate, to be honest. And then I feel like it's because she doesn't look exactly like, you know, everything we were just saying a couple minutes ago about oh. You know, big titties, big ass, and mm-hmm. she's kind of like a taller, kind of skinny girl. But she's dope, man. She's super dope, and this song was really dope. I, I thought, I thought the Gucci, uh, the Gucci verse was dope as well. The Don Toller part was dope too. So yeah, that, that shit was dope, man. 
The only part of the Don Tolliver Joan I didn't like was he went like full extra extra false oh, soprano okay. where like I could barely understand what he was saying because he was trying to sing so high. But I mean, no, yeah. like you said, this song is dope. Uh, the beat was vicious. I thought it was well put together. The chorus was vicious, like you said. And I like Gucci's verse too. So I mean, everything everything pulled together. Uh, Rico Nasty, she might have a pretty good album on her hands. Go ahead and check out a couple more tracks on that joint later. Definitely, definitely. Let's do that. All right, which ones did you want to do next, sir? All right, let's get uh, Good Vibes. I think it's what it's called by Wale. Oh, no, is that what it's called? Yeah, Good Vibes. Yep. Ready whenever you are. A few minutes later. So that's yeah, that's another two short ass songs. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks. I liked it. Very lyrical as as Wale usually is. The beat was very very chill for as fast as he was rapping. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, but I, I feel like it fit the whole Zion weed, the whole vibe of the song. I feel like it definitely fit. It definitely still works. Definitely still works for me too. Uh yeah, no, overall great vibe from the song. I like it. Honestly, again, from being from the DMV, I don't understand why niggas here hate on Wale. I guess he's yeah. not ghetto enough for people, whatever, whatever. But the nigga is probably one of the most lyrical artists that we have, or at least famous artists that we have out right now. I you know. Oh, so. and, and uh, you would think, right, that an artist like Wale would get the recognition where he's from when he's like lyrically he's probably one of the better rappers out right now in general in all of hip-hop but mm-hmm. like you could argue that wale is probably at least top five liverpool rappers out right now you could say yeah. that are in the new, in the new school especially so i don't know it's just kind of weird that always happens if y'all from the dmv i already know how that goes everybody likes to talk shit about wale but I think he's a fucking. I think he's dope. I think he's super dope. Uh, we reviewed a couple of his mixtapes and albums on this on his podcast. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, super dope to have another really talented guy from the, from the area. And I thought this song was super dope, man. I thought this song was, was like you said, no pun intended, a really good vibe. I feel like it's definitely a smoking song. Yep. And he touches on a lot, a lot of very, very, very recent events, which is the great thing about music now is that niggas can record, write, and record a song and release it in. A couple hours, really. You know what I mean? Pretty much. And like you said, that is a beautiful thing, especially for keeping up with current events. And it's it's been very fruitful for a lot of a lot of niggas recently. Like just that yeah. that ability to get music out there quick like that. Like, and it's been good music, which has been great, which has been the best part of it. So I want nothing more than to see it continuously happen from everybody. Thanks. Thanks. So as we said earlier. We're going to try to mix it up a little bit, and then we're going to try to do it a little bit more because we kind of just threw in these last two songs that were R&B. But we definitely want to start doing a nice mix of, of hip-hop and R&B for our first listens and shit like that. So we're going to go ahead and start it off with some Price Tags by Desmond Sullivan and Anderson Pack. All right. Whenever you're ready, sir. How to do it. Bet. A few minutes later. All right, sir. What'd you think? Man, that was dope as shit, dog. First of all, Jasmine Sullivan can sing her fucking ass off. I, I, re- I really enjoy when, you know, R&B artists get on these kind of beats. And by these kind of beats, I mean like a hip-hop beat. Mm-hmm. Uh, kill it, you know what I mean? And, and both of these guys essentially are, are I guess, R&B artists, uh, Anderson, Pac, and, and Justin Sullivan, too. To but yeah, this was, this was super dope. I think by both of them, they both did a really good job. I mean, I've actually been hearing a lot of good things about uh, this new album by... Uh, by Jasmine uh, Hotels. And uh, yeah, this shit is definitely dope, man. This shit is really dope. 
Yeah, no, Jasmine usually gets really good praise for her albums. They're all good so far. I haven't heard the Hotels album yet, yet, but it's definitely on my list to listen to. It was a great yeah. song, great beat, great use of everything. Anderson did his usual. He'll rap a little bit. He'll sing a little bit. They both sounded great on everything they did. She even kind of went into the the quick little bit of a rapping tone also real fast, and, yeah, and it yeah. sounded good. It was on point. Uh, the lyrics made sense and were smack on point. I don't have anything bad to say about the song, and I really cannot wait to check out the rest of the album, honestly. Oh, yeah. No, honestly, this shit is kind of, and again, I'm in the buzz on it, but now I definitely want to dive into it with all this. But let me just say this. I'm pretty sure I've said it before on this podcast. I'm going to say it again. Fuck a J. Cole, Kendrick collab album at this point, because y'all niggas been saying that for a long time. We need a fucking Anderson Pack and Kendrick collab. I'm trying to tell y'all that would be the most fireous album. Like, Anderson's, because you know what? I really like Anderson Pack. Like, I'm pretty sure he either produced this or chose this beat for this song, in my opinion. Because this sounds very Anderson Pack esque, you know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. So with you. I would really enjoy because I, I really like his, his production for his, a lot for all his music, to be honest. And and I'm sure he has he has a a, a a hand in all of that because he plays the drums and he does a lot of different shit, you know, plays a lot of instruments. So I don't know. I just really like his instrumentation on his music, and I would love to hear a Kendrick Anderson Pack collab. I thought, I think that would be fucking crazy. But I think you're right. Dope. It would be a bomb ass album. Yeah, this song was dope, though. Check the rest of the album. All right. So let's look at another R&B jump for tonight. We're going to look at Good Days by SZA. So let's go ahead and get that popping. Thank you, sir. Now, for those of y'all, real quick, let me just give a quick little synopsis and all that good stuff. So for those of y'all that aren't SZA fans like yours truly is right here, she's been kind of away. She kind of hasn't really been making music for the last year or so. And I feel like after her really, really big, I think it was 2008 when that album came out, she really didn't make a whole lot of music this past year and a half or so. Mm-hmm. So this is this is like one of her comeback songs, if you will, to, to get back into the light. So definitely interested and, and very uh, excited to hear it. All right. Whenever you're ready, sir. Let's do it. Bet. A few minutes later. All right. So what do you think about that? Joke? That's some trippy-ass fucking beat, dog. Like, if you was either real high or on something a little extra, that joint would be having you going every which way. Nigga, especially the end, the little always in my mind. Yes, like, like that little loop right there. That joint, like now, mind y'all. You know, we've been taking bow hits, and I've been, you know, hitting my little vape over here. So we both feeling nice right now. <laughs> so I don't know about you, but that joint was—it just felt like a song I want to listen to when I'm high. You know yeah, I mean? it kind of just hypnotized the fuck out of me at one point where I was just like, I was just like only concentrated on that, and I was just like, whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. No, it has a very, and I think I'm saying this right, but ethereal feeling. Yes. Like, like uh-huh. a very kind of like, you know what I mean? Kind of like mysterious kind of, and I hate to use this word, but vibey, yeah. if you will. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, I don't know. I, 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 look, I'm going to be honest. At first, I wasn't really liking it, but I feel like once I kind of just stopped like listening to it, listening to it critically, I guess, if you will, and I kind of just laid back and kind of listened to it kind of like, more in a relaxed pace i kind of enjoyed it a lot more and i feel like this is that kind of song i guess i think this is really that kind of artist because her stuff is like i don't want to say out there but it is kind of out there for r&b most of the time and plus it doesn't have like the the normal what we would consider r&b song structure to it like lyrically uh Mm -hmm. for the verses so it sounds a little off plus the with the vibiness of the beat like i said it's a trip, man. Like, I if if you actually do like R and B, 
you need to sit down and actually like listen to this if you want to like actually like for your first listen to, of it to catch the whole vibe of it right. just sit mm-hmm. and chill and listen to it don't be yeah. doing nothing my bad don't be doing nothing while you're listening to it just sit and kick it for like for what the five minutes that the song plays and just just take it all in because the song is a fucking trip I just want to say that my co-host just apologized to his mic for slapping it. <laughs> I, apo- I apologize to everybody. I, I don't know. I, just, I don't know why the fuck I apologize. <laughs> but nah, I, I agree 100%. I, I feel like this is definitely a really great song to listen to when you're fucking high. Just kind of sit back, relax. It kind of has that feel to it. Whatever you do, if you're driving smack and listening to this, change the fucking song. It might. Please. It might just- you're going to. No, no. Please. Put on something with a little bass in it, nigga. <laughs> Up, nigga, put on put on that that red hot chili peppers playlist you got set for these special occasions, so you don't, so that you don't get pulled over. <laughs> so your ass don't fall asleep behind the wheel too, because you can easily knock out to that song. <laughs> oh, nigga, what? Well, honestly, I might try to fucking go to sleep to this song tonight. That and again, and, and I mean that in a good way. No, nah, because yeah. I feel like it, it kind of it has that vibe. So. so yeah, I, I, Nah, it's, it's, it's a dope-ass song, definitely. I might actually check out the rest of this as an album or, you know, whatever it is that she's releasing or working on project, album, EP, whatever they call it these days, uh, to see yeah. what she's working with. Exactly. So let's let's go on to the last song for the night, though. Now, for those of y'all, like, like we mentioned earlier on this episode, Kodak Black got out. So naturally, you know, these niggas when they get out of prison and jail and all that, all that shit, they got to have a first day off song. But in this case, it's actually called Last Day In. <laughs> wow. Okay. So let's, let's let's see how this is how this is going. Let me know when you're ready. All right, I got it. Let's do it. Ready? Yep. Let's get it. A few minutes later. All right, man. What do you think about that joint? It wasn't bad. I'm not. I'm not a. You know me. I'm not a huge Kodak fan. It was a weird. St- I don't feel like I've ever heard him rap like that before. He he actually used to rap. Always liked that uh, early on in his career. Oh. I, I remember my, my brother actually got me hip to him early on, and uh, like if you listen to, for example, the the mixtape Institutionalized. What the hell is this fucking uh, project? I think it's Project Baby. I think that's, that's another early mixtape. He kind of rapped similar like this. But yeah, no, I I, I like this song. The only thing I will say is that it was very repetitive, like the flow. The mm-hmm. Like he could have changed that up a little bit to get this shit out and have the whole little first day out shit. But I, I, I thought it was tight the whole, I knew my first day out to be my last day in. I, th- I thought that was pretty, you know, pretty dope. And, sure. and honestly, I really, I really hope that that's what, you know, it's going to be. Stay your ass the fuck out of trouble. Um, yeah, yeah. But the, I, I agree with you. The song was cool. Like, I, I don't really have no problem with it. I, I still honestly have not listened to an entire Kodak project. So I can't say that I'm excited <laughs> to see what this nigga's about to do now that he comes out. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm going to send you after the show a joint to listen to that, that I think is just pretty dope now mind you this is a maybe like a five six year old album now at this point but uh, so you know I, I guess it doesn't really doesn't really speak for where Kodak is going to be going next essentially okay. but just 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 so you can uh, get, I think I think you might like this album at least some of the songs okay word word all right. Well, before we get up out of here for today, we like to do album suggestions. Y'all know we like to try and give y'all something to listen to that you may not have listened to yet or that you've never heard of. So, sir, would you like to start or you want me to start? I'll go ahead and start with this one, y'all. So we're going to go ahead and keep it with a second week in a row with my man, MF Dooms. And when you spell that motherfucker, 
make sure it's all caps, all right? Mm. Now, we're going to go with Operation Doomsday. That was his first album. Now, I'm going to just say this. I knew about MF Doom uh, through Charles Hamilton because uh, he was one of my favorite artists growing up, and he would praise him a lot. And I remember trying to get it to him, but not really getting the whole shit. And I just felt like it's because I wasn't, I don't want to say because I wasn't old enough, but I wasn't really listening for that, I guess. But, you know, after he passed away, and, you know, obviously everybody does this when you go back and listen to the, to the um, just to see. And it's just funny. You get, I heard Joe Budden say this, uh, that you kind of listen to music different when a person passed away. You know what I mean? And, and it's just so weird that we all do that shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whenever an artist passed away, it's like you really hear it and listen to it. Like, oh, shit, it's just pretty dope. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I, I hate to be victim to that again, but I, I did it with this album. You know what I mean? Um, I had heard a couple of songs on this joint, but not nowhere near the entire album because it's a pretty extensive album. Mm-hmm. Really extensive album. But, uh, and, and granted, a lot of these songs are, are instrumentals of, of... And that's another thing that's really dope that um, MF Doom always does is include every instrumental pretty much of every song that he did. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, that's, that's and he produces all of it too, but, or for the most part. Uh, so, so yeah, no, definitely this one is really dope. I feel like, I'm pretty sure this is Doom's most popular song, uh, Doomsday. But I feel like if you want to get into Doom, listen to that song, and then you know it's it's on this album, so you'll be able to hear a whole bunch of other shit that's just as dope as that. So definitely uh, check out Operation Doomsday by MS Doom. All caps, RIP, man. RIP. All right, uh, my joint today is gonna be a pretty much a hip hop classic from the from the uh, turn of the century. Uh, I'm gonna do the Chronic 2001 by Dr. Dre. And of course, y'all know the singles, the biggest jumps that came off the album were still DRE, Forgot About Dre, the next episode. But then you also got What's the Difference, Explosive. You know, the, the whole album is just fucking vicious. This is one of those albums where you can just listen to it front to back and not have to fucking turn off anything or skip anything. Also depends on how big of a, a West Coast uh, hip hop fan you are, because some people... Some people are not as huge uh, West Coast fans, and they can't really listen to an entire album like this. But definitely, this is. I ain't gonna lie, that's, that's definitely me. I'm not <laughs> gonna lie. I'm not. I, I'll listen to a West Coast song or two, but it has to be kind of like a hybrid, kind of like what Nipsey used to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Which I feel like it wasn't. I mean, don't get me wrong. He definitely had a lot of West Coast, you know, shit in his music, but. I feel like it was kind of a hybrid. It was a more digestible West Coast sound, uh, so that every so that everybody I felt could True, true. But I mean, it's got this. This album's got the stalwarts on it. Like everybody knows. I mean, it's, it's got a lot of new. It's got a lot of people that you may not know unless you've listened to West Coast before. But you know, exhibits mm-hmm. on it. Devin the dude, Snoop Dogg, of course, is on here. Nate Dogg, Corrupt. Right. Not many people may know who Corrupt. Who may remember who Corrupt is. But you know, uh, Eminem's on this joint. Like you know, there, there's there's a bunch of people on here. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. There's definitely a, a plethora of different artists sprinkled in there. Exactly. You should even uh, the outro has uh, fucking Mary J. Blige and Rel, who was a singer. Remember the the nigga that keeps spending most dollars. I think that's him. Oh, is that him? I think I'm pretty sure that was his name. <laughs> I could be completely wrong. I guess we'll find out. When we Hold on, let, me, let me look at this joint before I'm out here wilding the fuck out. <laughs> I bet. Nope, doesn't look like it, but he worked with Rockefeller and sang on a bunch of albums uh, from Rockefeller artists. So, what, the nigga <laughs> Yeah. Yo, Rel just sound like a random nigga who be singing a lot of hooks and don't get no credit for it. <laughs> but, yo, I, I, for real, I thought the person that sang Gangsta's Paradise was... Um, oh, that's 
Julio, nigga. No, the dude that sang that actually sang the fucking chorus. Oh, I'm tripping. I'm fucking stupid. Hold on, hold on. Oh, yeah, I thought that was a white guy. Oh, oh his right. name was LV. My bad. I don't know why I thought it was real. Okay, my bad. I'm tripping. <laughs> but I yeah. thought that was a white dude at first, though. No, that's a fat black guy. You know, not now that you say it, it definitely sounds like a fat black guy singing. Have you not seen the music video for Gangsta's Paradise? If I did, it was a really long time ago. I don't remember at all. Okay, I'm sending you that joint right now. (laughs) (laughs) But is there anything else you want to tell these people before we get out here? Because we have jumped wildly off topic at the end of the episode. (laughs) Hey, we're going to keep it going for two hours. God damn it. But nah, uh, definitely, y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in, man. We're in a whole new year. We're going to keep this shit rocking, man. 2021. Thank y'all for still tuning in, man. And um, yeah, we're going we gonna to keep these album reviews and these episodes coming for y'all, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, y'all know y'all can find us on social media, Instagram and Twitter at HQ Podcast. And yes, that is all spelled out. Uh, you know you can also find us for your listening pleasure on soundcloud itunes iHeartRadio, podcast addict stitcher spotify radio republic and google podcast and if you go to facebook.com just search out hip-hop heads podcast and you will find us there too <laughs> my name is koopa and for my man mr chris ben bass we love to everybody around the world be good take care of each other wash your hands wash your ass be good and if you can't be good be the best you can be and we will holler at y'all later world Peace. Peace.